We all have a yearning for love, but relationships can be confusing and complicated. Dr. Tammy Balashevsky says it all starts from within. It starts with a journey to center. Here's your host for Journey to Center on Empower Radio, Dr. Tammy Balashevsky. Hello, you sweet soul, my fabulous friend. I'm just so happy to be spending a few moments with you and connecting from the heart and sharing my beautiful, wonderful, wise, and awesome guest. But first of all, before we get into this, I'd like to ask you a very important question. How is your relationship with your body and with your health? And would you like to improve and up-level this relationship? You know, it's easy to take this dynamic and this relationship for granted until things aren't going well. And I know this was certainly the case for me. When I was really struggling with my health and Western medicine didn't seem to have the answers, I opened my mind to other kinds of teachers, healers, and alternative possibilities. This is how I was introduced and became interested in some unconventional methods of healing, including polarity balancing, cranial sacral balancing, Reiki, reflexology, and hypnotherapy. I eventually chose to become a clinical and archetypal hypnotherapist as well as a holistic life counselor because of the healing I experienced in these different types of modalities. What I have come to learn, understand, and know is that our outer life is a reflection of our inner reality. And as we take responsibility for our inner world, our health and our lives can be improved in seemingly magical, powerful, and wonderful ways. According to my guest and expert, the story of our health is more in our control than we may think. And he's going to share with us why this is and how we can take greater responsibility for this very important relationship. And he's going to share empowering wisdom and tools from his new book, Change the Story of Your Health, Using Shamanic and Jungian Techniques for Healing. We are here with Dr. Carl Greer. Dr. Greer is a practicing clinical psychologist, Jungian analyst, and shamanic practitioner. He received his PhD from Columbia University. It was on their faculty teaching finance and management in their graduate school of business. He moved to Chicago to work for an oil company, and after focusing on business for many years, he earned a doctorate in clinical psychology and then became a union analyst. The shamanic work he does is drawn from a blend of North American and South American indigenous trainings and is influenced by union analytical psychology. He's worked with shamans in South America, the United States, Canada, Australia, Ethiopia, and Outer Mongolia. He's trained with Peruvian shamans and attended the Dr. Alberto Volodo's Healing the Light Body School and been on their staff. Dr. Greer is involved in various businesses and charities, teaches at the C.J. Jung Institute of Chicago, is on the staff of the Repogal Center for Counseling and Wellbeing, and is the best-selling author of Change Your Story, Change Your Life. He holds workshops on Jungian shamanic topics, and today we're going to talk about his latest and greatest book, Change the Story of Your Health. So, Dr. Greer, thank you so much for saying yes to having this conversation with me today. Nice to be here, Tammy. So, I know you wrote another book, a best-selling book, Change Your Story, Change Your Life, and I'd like to know a little bit about how you came um, upon this way of teaching and being and healing. Well, I believe that we have uh, uh, 
as you said in your intro, uh, uh, an inner life that influences our external life and uh, an external life that influences our inner life in kind of a reciprocal way. And so I uh, wrote my first book where I gave uh, people suggestions and practices that they could use to rethink about the story that they were living in uh, many areas, for example, their relationships, their health, their jobs, their psychologies, their relationship to a higher power, the way they're of service and so forth, so that they could gain energy and information to make changes in those areas if they so chose. And my second book focuses primarily on just uh, health because I found that many of the people with whom I work and talk to are interested in, in their health, and it influences, reverberates in so many other areas of our life. I thought I'd just have a book uh, devoted to how people can take more charge of their own self-healing and their own health story. So those are the two books and why, why I wrote them. So I, I love this practice, and I've done a little bit of um, changing my story myself, and it has been helpful. Uh, I know Joseph Campbell has said there's an underlying reality that uh, is the foundation for our reality. And it, when we do this work, this inner work, it can change what we perceive in our outer lives. And I think that's really what you're supporting people and in tapping into and doing for themselves. I am, and, and I believe that a start is that people first take stock in the case of uh, uh, health, uh, really being honest with yourself. What is your health story? And I have suggestions as to how people might do that because I found that many times we uh, uh, even avoid telling ourselves the truth. We'd rather tell the story that we would like others to hear. And so I have some practices for helping us engage what actually our health story is through journaling and uh, asking yourself a variety of rhetorical questions as a starting point because you need to really know what is, I believe, in order to if you want to make changes from that. Now, I think that's really awesome and helpful and important. And I'm wondering if we can go a little deeper with this and maybe give an example of what that could look like. Say somebody's maybe struggling a little bit with their health and just thinking, well, this is the way that it is. I need to go to the doctor and figure out, you know, what pills I need to take or what prescriptions or, and I feel like, you know, that's, it gives our power away a little bit, but you're, you're, saying that we can take our power back and start telling our story. So how might a person start this process? Well, they, they could start off by uh, first asking themselves in a kind of very general way, what is the story of your health been and, uh, over your life? And so people would think and say, well, you know, I've been healthy as a horse and uh, my family never believed in going to doctors and I have it, but all of a sudden I've been feeling kind of crummy. I wonder what's going on. Or somebody could say, uh, you know, I've uh, always been a little weak and sickly and uh, never played sports. And, uh, you know, I was sicker more than my friends. I don't know what's going on. Or uh, I come from a family that uh, the men die uh, by age 60 of uh, heart disease. I'm 45. Uh, I'm fatalistic. I'll probably die too. So we all have these histories that uh, kind of live within us. So a starting point is to just be honest without getting overcome by emotion with what is that history. Then another way to check into it is just kind of objectively, you know, what, what are your, uh, being honest with yourself, your eating and drinking and uh, habits, and, and what is your weight? 
more, you know, in terms of exercise and stamina and flexibility and balance, what, what, what do you do? How would you assess your stamina, your strength, your flexibility, your balance? Then you might say, you know, in terms of uh, aging, uh, are you at a time of menopause yet or adropause? What kind of self-image do you have? Uh, you fear aging. Uh, and then maybe you check in. Do you have any kind of chronic illnesses? Do you have fibromyalgia, for example, or chronic fatigue syndrome or diabetes or hypertension uh, or acute ailments? Do you have bursitis in your shoulders? Do your knees ache? Do you have problems with your back that come and go? So you, you, you take a, an inventory of what is, and then you're looking at what has worked for you in these areas, what doesn't work, or there payoffs for uh, having the way you are, so you're looking for themes and facts, and you're just giving a lot of information to yourself as a starting point. So that would be an example as to how somebody could start to get into the questions that you and I are talking about. Yeah, and I think what you're talking about is so helpful and so important, and I do believe when we ask the questions, the answers can show up, the information's there, but it's just a matter of starting the dialogue, and we have answers inside of us. Absolutely, and we have we have answers to those 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 basic questions as to what is, and then if you if you if you do it, you start to see maybe some relationships among stuff. You know, I tend to get more sick when I'm coming home to my family Thanksgiving oh. dinner, and I'm not sure why that is, but well, that's a fact. And then you could start to go deeper, and you weave the the intricacies of your own reality in ways that are meaningful to you because you're the one who's telling yourself about it. Nobody else is uh, taking over to tell you what your story is or should be. Mm. It really is an opportunity to tap into the profound wisdom within, which you say we all have. Yes, and, 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 and as a starting point, then once you've done that, uh, and I talk about ways you can engage your story uh, with the right brain as well as the left brain. We've been talking about some left brain practices, but mm-hmm. you know, what is the song that captures the story of your health or, a, or a, a poem that does or a picture that does? So you're, you're just getting yourself uh, immersed in other kinds of information that allows you at some point to say, okay, this is what my health story is right now. Here's what I'd like it to be. And then you put down, as realistically as you can, what you're you like your health story to be. Mm-hmm. Then when somebody does that, Tamara, you're always left with this question, well, why isn't it the way you would like it to be? And the answer is often, well, there's some part of you that doesn't want it to be different. Mm, dueling so intentions. then I have a mm-hmm. bunch of practices to get into these unconscious, I call them unconscious or transpersonal realms, to get both information about why you haven't changed and information and energy as to how you might change the energy to do it. So that's a whole other part of the, the book, and uh, these are practices based on shamanic and Jungian uh, uh, techniques. Mm. Yeah, and, and I have done your book, and it, it is interesting, it's compelling, it's, uh, it's fun. It's actually really fun to tap into some of this wisdom and, and see and feel the shifts happening. Yeah, and the wisdom is uh, is all around us. The sh- you know the shaman viewpoint, and, and many uh, you know people who believe in uh, quantum physics and cosmology believe that everything's connected to everything else. And just to spend time in nature, and I have a lot of uh, 
practices for people who want to spend time in nature, it can be very healing and, and, and a source of information that we can use for change. And I talk about, back to the shamanic realms, uh, shamanic journeying, going to your past or going to your future to get insights as to uh, uh, why you have the health that you do today. Mm. And I would love to know from your perspective, Dr. Greer, how you would describe what a shaman is and how we can maybe start to uh, maybe make friends with our own inner shaman. Uh, I think a shaman, you know, traditionally, Sammy, is somebody who uh, did healing, and we can all learn to do healing for ourselves, certainly. Uh, had a uh, relationship to the natural world uh, with... Uh, nature, which we can certainly develop, uh, believe that we had uh, uh, information around us which we could access in our unconscious or in the external world through uh, meditation, through journeying, through working with our dreams, again, which we can all learn to do, and then believed in the power of working with your past, which people do when they go to therapy or working with their future, so that the present decisions they make are more elegant and less uh, uh, unconsciously influenced by the past and more influenced by a future which the person has crafted with themselves and spirit, however they think about that, it's somehow perhaps better than the future path that they're currently on. The goal is obviously in the final analysis, in the moment-to-moment decisions we make, to have them be different because Anything you're doing about health or relationships or psychology is a function of what you do moment to moment. So the writing that I do and the teaching that I do is to help people have slightly different decision-making processes in the present so that at the end of the day, they've had changes at the margin that caused them to be healthier than they would have had they not done the work. Well, and what I love about what you teach and speak about and write about is it's um, giving people tools to live in a more empowered life. And that's why I love this network. Um, because I feel like there are really two primary postures, victim or empowered. And I think it seems so often in our culture, we give our power away to, to doctors and we can take it back by virtue of some of these practices that you speak of. We can tap in to our inner healer and the wisdom within. But it does take intention. It does take some effort. But it can be met with so much grace. I believe that. Uh, I mean, I, I think in an age where there are so many experts in uh, the medical field, you know, not like uh, when I was a kid, you know, you had your general doctor who came and made house visits, and that was pretty much the person who you relied upon. Now we have experts that, you know, you referred to and a lot of different people who are kind of maybe if you have health issues that are managing the process, not always clear who's the one who uh, is the coordinator of it all. And I'm certainly not saying that we give up our Western medicine. I mean, I'm a believer that Western medicine has much gifts uh, to offer all of us. But I'm saying that there's a benefit for us to take more charged than many of us do of our self-healing and of our healing to just make the decisions about what doctors to see and uh, what regimens to go on. And I think there's so many, uh, uh, as you again said in your intro, 
benefits from having this uh, relationship to your inner life that can lead to better health once you learn how to develop them. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what my work is all, all about. And I love it. So, um, Dr. Greer, did you have, um, do you have a personal story about your health that, um, that, that you've used some of these techniques to improve? What is your personal um, situation? Well, I can tell you a couple stories. Uh, and when I tell these stories about myself or about with people with whom I've worked, you never can, like, claim the credit based on what you do for the outcome because uh, as people who are involved in experiments, you never know what exogenous factors could have come in. So I may have experienced personal healing for some of the stuff I did, but it could have been due to something that I'm not even aware of. But uh, I've had uh, cardiovascular issues that uh, have caused me to have stents. I have a stent in my left kidney and in an artery. And my right kidney uh, locked up where I might have had to have another procedure on it. But I did some uh, uh, journey work and meditative work and shaman work around it. And the next time I had to test uh, the blockages, it cleared up. Now, again, I don't know, Tammy, what caused what. Mm-hmm. I also have uh, prostate cancer, which I've been you know, with for a couple of years. And uh, I do shaman work around it. I'm in a watch and wait uh, period. Again, I don't know if what I'm doing has anything to do with the state of uh, cancer, but I'm working uh, energetically and uh, shamanically to uh, try to provide healing to myself and my prostate. And uh, in a lot of these works, uh, you've probably heard the idea, this notion that sometimes you could have a, a healing without a cure. So given that I'm 77 years old, getting older every day, I, I realize that I have less time to live than I did, but I'm trying to be as healthy as I can, given the various health challenges that I'm faced with. And I think all of us can, even if you have a terminal disease, in the time you have left, you can have uh, more joy, more energy, and uh, it, it frankly be healthier, mm-hmm. uh, even if you're going to die by having a different relationship to yourself and to the natural world. Mm-hmm. That's my belief. Yeah, and I, I think you're bringing up a very good point. We're None of us getting out of this alive. So how do we make the best of this? How do we yes. enjoy it? How do we uh, tap into that sense of happiness, peace, and fulfillment? And I think um, a lot of what you teach and a lot of the exercises in your book can help people claim more of that for themselves. And we're not simply existing and surviving, but really... Um, enjoying and thriving the experience of being human. Yes, I, I absolutely. I, I, I worked uh, with a man a while back who had uh, really progressive Parkinson's disease, and he was becoming increasingly incapacitated and affected at many levels. But uh, during one of our sessions, he had this very powerful image of Simon of Cyrene. He was a, a Christian, and uh, his takeaway was that it was comforting to him. You know, he just have to take up his cross daily and kind of bear it. And uh, it's not necessarily being a martyr or a stoic, but it's somehow that little image uh, which people can get, these symbols, these metaphors, these, these uh, inner imagos. Uh, it was very uh, comforting to him. 
a way that I couldn't explain for him, but it certainly was for him. And people have those moments of, call them grace or revelation, uh, when they do this kind of work that is very comforting and, uh, and, and healing. A woman who was uh, dying of cancer had images of uh, spending more time in her garden, and sure enough, she started to spend time outside in her garden gardening, and it, it was a source of comfort and peace for her that had she not done the work and perhaps rediscovered that part of her life, she might not have uh, been able to have benefited from. Mm. So I'm certain she's experiencing greater fulfillment because of that discovery. Yes. Yeah. So um, I can really relate to this. You know, when I was dealing with a lot of stress and and, um, anxiety and and health challenges in my life, something that would bring me comfort is imagining, I don't know why, just brushing a horse, like brushing a horse tail, brushing a horse. And so um, I decided to actually go and do that. And it felt exactly like what I thought it would feel like. And it brought me this sense of peace and brought me into this place of beingness rather than the anxiety and the doingness and the ambition. And it has um, opened my heart in ways that I couldn't have um, predicted or I, I don't even know. It's some, some sort of magic has occurred by virtue of doing this inner work and then taking action um, around it. But that's a that's a beautiful uh, story, and and uh, it's so different that you came up with that image as opposed to somebody telling you, "Well, Tammy, uh, why don't you go brush a horse?" Uh, <laughs> somehow, there was a self healing process going on inside of you from where and how and so forth. Who knows? But somehow you set the preconditions to have that happen, and you gain great uh, solace from it. And uh, and I've seen that many, many times. And so I, I, to me, that's just a, an affirmation that the kinds of things we're talking about and that we can do is very healing for people. Yeah, this isn't an intellectual process. It's more of a heart-based um, inner process. And, and what I know for sure is there is no happiness out there. And so often we get caught up in what we should be doing. And it's really, for me at this point, more about that being state, that connection to happiness, and I guess the kingdom of heaven within is what um, has come forward for me. It's like, where am I in my greatest joy? Yeah. And that for me was with my grandmother when I was a little girl, and just animals. And so I feel like I'm coming full circle. Yes. And, and, and the work that we're talking about, you say, it's not just all in your head. It's, uh, it's all based on your own personal experiences, which is what I love. So you're the judge as to whether or not it's useful. Yes. You have a journey, yes. you work with a dream, you spend time in nature, and you either feel better or you don't. And if you don't, uh, it's no uh, knock on yourself or the process. It just is. Uh, but I, I firmly believe that uh, anybody who spends time in nature eventually is going to feel better. Anybody who works with their dreams and uh, these uh, journeys is going to gain wisdom from them. Anybody who has the dialogues and the conversations I talk about with their symptoms and their inner healers is going to gain wisdom from those conversations. So I, I believe that these processes do work. But if they don't, a person knows very well that they have it, and they either give up and do something else, or they keep trying them until they do. So it's yeah, not, there's no uh, downside. There's, there's no, no there's downside. No downside. <laughs> there's only upside. Yeah, that's how I think about it. 
and you cherry pick. I say, be like a spiritual scientist. Take what works for you, leave the rest, and just keep going. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, Dr. Greer, we only have a couple of minutes here left, and I'm so excited you've agreed to do another show with me next week about aging gracefully, beautifully, healthfully. Um, but for now, can you please give a shout out as to where people can get in touch with you, maybe order your book, learn more from you? How can that happen? Well, I have a website, uh, carlgreer.com. People can sign up uh, for my blogs uh, by giving their email addresses at carlgreer.com. My books uh, are available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, uh, in some independent bookstores. My publisher is Pithorn Press. So those are some of the ways people can uh, uh, be involved with me. And I'm yes, on, I'm would, on Facebook and Twitter. Yes, that social media is so much fun for me. So yes, I would definitely recommend um, if you want to change the trajectory of your life and take more responsibility and become more empowered, his books, both of his books are really helpful you want to expand and shift and transform the story of your life, you have more power than you think. I know this for sure. So Dr. Greer, thank you so much for your time and your expertise and your heart and your presence and your wisdom. And I look forward to continuing our conversation. And to my guests, to my friends, thank you for being part of Empower Radio and Journey to Center. From my perspective, the most important thing in the world is heart connection and relationships. So I so appreciate being in this relationship with you. Know that you're my heart meditation and prayers. Take good care of yourself. God bless you. Onward and upward. Bye for now. Bye for now.